Hey everybody, this is Scott Martin. Welcome to another episode of Finishing Big. And today we're really lucky. We've got a person who's an expert and her name is Sue MacArthur. She's an expert in helping you business owners make sure you have the right people in the right positions that are going to drive the value of your company up, unchain you from your business so that you have a real business and not a fake one. You know, a fake one is where you're doing everything. Um, a real business is where you just show up once in a while. And Sue can, is going to be talking about some of these issues and helping you with that. She's um, an expert and she's with Strategic Talent Management. And she'll be telling a little more about how you can get more information um, at the end with her website and everything. And so welcome, Sue. I'm, I'm really been looking forward to this for a long time. Welcome to the, uh, to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate being here. So rather than me try to explain your background, would you just give us a little uh, information about your background and, and all of that? Well, my background is, is a little bit all over the place, but it has the thread of human resources and people management um, throughout. I've worked with a lot of big corporations, but also several startups where I wore every hat that could possibly be put on my head. Um, but then I joined Strategic Talent Management about four years ago. Um, Art Boulay, the founder, brought me on board to, um, to really bring our recruiting services to be one of our primary um, areas of service. So I became, but since then I've become involved with all aspects of the business, including succession planning um, and doing a lot of our culture and management studies, which is a big part of what we'll talk about today. Okay, great. I really appreciate that. And by the way, everybody, this is one thing I almost forgot to mention. Turn off your cell phones, turn off your email, turn off everything, lock your door, and just focus on this and take notes, okay? We need your undivided attention. You're going to gain a lot of benefits from this. And by the way, the benefits that you're going to gain is you're going to be, you're going to learn that you can eventually unchain yourself from your business. And that's going to increase the valuation of your company uh, by six to seven figures, if not more. So if you're making $1,000 an hour, I can assure you, you're going to make more in the long run off of this than your $1,000 in one hour. Okay? So turn off the distractions, focus, and take notes. Okay? So let me, you know, I was looking at your website, and I see on your website there's a comment about how effective leaders know their people in themselves. Um, can you explain that a little bit better? You know, what, what do you mean by that? Well, over the years, we've worked with leaders at every level to show them how their beliefs, their attitudes, behavior, energy, motivation, and their communication style really impact the bottom line. And only an organization whose people really know themselves and one another is capable of developing a shared picture of the future and achieving the full potential. Our specialty is a system that looks at the whole person and supports leaders in things like recruiting, hiring, coaching, training, and succession to identify and nurture the people who fit the organizational culture and will really drive forward with the goals. Okay. And, and I, meant, I mentioned something about uh, succession, exit planning. What aspects of succession or exit planning do you focus on at your company a strategic talent management well of course to prepare your company for succession you should 
prepare legally and financially. But what we concentrate on is identifying the people who fit your culture, have leadership talent, and can continue your legacy. Even if an owner is planning to avoid these challenges by selling the company, the quality of the management team filling in behind the owner is what savvy buyers really consider in determining the value of a company. One way or another, a succession plan that deals with building and retaining the next generation of management is what's important, and that is our specialty. You know, it's interesting. I've, I was talking with a business owner who is in the construction industry, doing about $43 million in revenue, and he was, he's trying to get out of his business. He's like, Scott, you know, I'm tired. I've been burned out. It's time for me to move on in life. He's got about 30 employees and his attorney brought me in because um, the attorney likes what I'm doing. Anyway, so we had a long discussion and he, he hired a guy who he thought could take over the company eventually. Never really used a service like yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Make a long story short, it was the, one of the biggest mistakes he ever made, he told me. The guy wasn't working like he was supposed to. He was just going to the country club, trying to smooze people. Just didn't get the, the game, get into the game plan of being a successor and all of that. And so he had to cut ties. And so here was an owner who was good at construction. He was great at construction, right? But he didn't know squat about kinds of people to hire and what to look for and the underlying issues and all of that. Right. So that, that really cost him dearly. And I hope that's a lesson to a lot of you folks out there. If you think you can really know what a person's really like um, without having those skills and tools that Sue's probably going to talk about, then I think you're making a huge mistake. Would you agree with that? I would. And, and even the most advanced business education programs, the, you know, the fancy MBAs, none of them teach interviewing and how to select the right people. And that implies that it's easy, and it's not. Um, and, and even I sometimes get, um, get bogged down in somebody who really presents themselves well, and I get all excited about them. And, but then I assess them, which goes a lot deeper than the surface. And I'm able to understand things about what makes them tick that may not be as rosy as the presentation they offered up front. So, so let me ask you this, how, how would a, a business owner or a company uh, start the process of working with you and your firm? What, 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 what's that look like? Well, all of our work begins with a culture and management study, which I mentioned earlier. And that involves an individual assessment of each member of the current and the next generation management teams. This helps us establish benchmarks and evaluate leadership strengths and weaknesses. This also helps us identify employees who could be great leaders. And individual assessments may reveal hidden natural leadership talent on the team that you didn't even know was there. And conversely, reveal those who you should not consider for leadership. We had a client come to us a while back to recruit a general manager for his company with the idea that he could groom them to eventually take over when he wanted to retire a few years down the line. We started with the culture and management study, and through that found he already had two people on his team who were perfectly aligned with what we were looking for in the successor. And, and we approached these two, and one in particular had not only been thinking about it, 
but has, had been planning how he would approach the owner to talk about a potential buyout. On the flip side, we had a client who had three of his children working in the company, and he came to us asking for help on who he should select to groom as his successor. When those assessment results came back, we found that not only did they lack the leadership qualities that were really critical moving forward, they all absolutely hated their jobs. And subsequent conversations revealed that they'd never wanted to be a part of the business. They'd fallen into it because it was what was expected in their family. So he's now looking at selling his company rather than turning it over to the next generation. But he, it could really have harmed the company moving forward had he pushed through and, and not found that out when he did. Yeah, it reminds me of those stories where an owner thinks that they're insiders, which could be key management, or it could be partners or children in this case that you just mentioned, are interested in um, you know, taking over the company once this guy or gal retires, only to find out that they're really not interested in that, um, or they're interested, but they don't have the skills, like mm -hmm. you were mentioning. And yet, they may try to structure a deal with them, and only to find out, and, I, and I, I heard this from someone yesterday, the owner tried to do something along these lines, and only to have to take the company back about a year later. And this is a big company. And he bought, I mean, he got lucky, he bought it back 20, 20 cents on the dollar. I mean, right. And in his case, that worked out pretty nice, but that wasn't his intent. Okay, and this is a big AC company, one of the biggest in the country. And mm -hmm. um, the, but the other guy was driving it into the ground and he had to come back and rescue the company, and buy it back and all of that. I think what he really wanted to do is see the company grow and mm -hmm. thrive so that he could go on to his next chapter in life. But here he came back and he had to rescue the company. So right. I think your story and my story, I hope that resonates with some of you folks out there. We're trying to prevent you from making mistakes. So how right. does all of this help the business owner's bottom line right now? Well, I mean, you mentioned avoid making mistakes. That's really a key to this whole process is the kind of deep insight that our assessments provide allows owners to make smarter decisions about how they manage their people and how they invest in them, whether it's hiring or promotion or, you know, investments in training and development. Um, and this allows them to maximize the potential of their team. And let's face it, people are expensive and hiring and promotion mistakes, and as you just mentioned, succession mistakes are particularly costly. To the extent that we can help avoid these mistakes, we can have a positive impact on the bottom line. Um, and for situations in which the owner is looking to sell their company, it allows them to quantify the value of their team and the culture of the organization. Okay, good stuff to know, right? So let me ask you another question that, that comes to mind, and um, I'm, I'm just trying to think. So once that, you call it the CNM study is complete, right. uh, then what's the next step? What happens after that? Well, that gives us a definition of the unique aspects of the company culture and, and what it takes to fit in your organization. You know. A lot of times people are hired for aptitude, but fired for attitude. They just don't fit. Um, and we can help 
um, measure that and avoid some of those fit mistakes. Um, also, that allows us to have an in-depth profile in each individual that we can compare to the cultural benchmark, and we can come up with precise development plans for each person that can be used to drive training, development, coaching, or even move people into positions that are more appropriate for their skills and talents and, and motivation. Um, we've, for example, we found in a recent culture and management study that a salesperson on the team was really not terribly well suited to sales. You know, they, they were able to, to make people happy, you know, make relationships. They weren't really selling. What we discovered is that they were much better suited to a customer service position rather than sales. We made the move. They were extraordinarily successful. The client was able to retain a valued employee and put them in a role in which they were more effective. Put somebody else in that sales role who was really going to drive to the goals. And um, that was very successful. Sometimes the culture and management study can reveal more systematic problems that can be addressed to really improve the energy and drive for performance of individual team members or the team as a whole. Um, you know, for example, as a small company grows, newer employees may not feel they're looped in to the company's plans or objectives, and they can feel disengaged or unnecessarily pessimistic about the future. But if we can provide focused communication and feedback, factors like that can be turned around. And not only will people feel good about being kind of in the know, but they'll be more energized to perform to their full potential. Um, this is why with succession work, what we does drive straight to the bottom line is you're really getting more out of your people. Yeah, and that's, that's what it's all about is getting your people to perform on a high level because that's going to drive the performance of the company. And right. that'll increase the cash flow, which increases the valuation of the company. And that's what, listen guys, if you got to put yourself in the shoes of a potential buyer. Even if that buyer is one of your key managers that's looking to buy you out or a, a partner or whatever the case may be, you gotta put yourself in the shoes of that person. What are they looking for? They're looking for future cash flow. Is it sustainable? Is it increasing? And that's what they're that's what they're looking for. Private equity groups, same thing. They're looking for someone, a company that's growing uh, their revenue, their cash flow. And if it's not happening, why not? Maybe you need to have an assessment done, like Sue's been talking about, and get new people in there, or shift them around, put them in different positions, better positions. I don't know. That's for y'all to figure out. So you're talking. We were talking about value, right? So what value do you bring to the ongoing succession slash exit uh, process? You know that that is a process. It's not <laughs> like you just okay. I'm going to get out today. I'm going to put it up for sale. I'm going to sell it today, or Hope someone makes a good offer and I'm done with it, right? Um, I, I got to tell you guys, if you're looking to do an inside transfer to key employees or other partners or family members, you're looking at about a seven-year process. And we talk about that uh, in other podcasts. And, and if you have uh, an interest, get in touch with me. And you can do that without you having to hold a note. But typically, it's going to take about seven years. So if you think you can just put it, you know, go, hey, here you go, y'all take over, it doesn't work like that. So 
it's a process it takes time and so with that being said again what's the value that you guys bring to to the ongoing uh, this ongoing process when it comes to succession and exit planning right well armed with the information we gather in that culture and management study process we can then outline a plan for coaching and development of current staff or are we looking at a situation where we need to bring in seasoned people from the outside to take up the reins of leadership? You know, what is it going to take over that period of time in the process to get people really ready to step up and continue the legacy of the owner? In the case of a sale, you know, we find that due diligence is often done with a deep dive into the finances and the operations, but sellers um, often overestimate the leadership qualities of the next generation. Um, they may be family or even feel like family after years of working together. So they often haven't tested as the owner has been on the helm. You know, they, they've just assumed that people are, are progressing. And that's not always a safe assumption. So you know, really the point is succession isn't just about legalities and finances. It's about people and it can be highly personal. Um, you know, bring in the accountants and the lawyers to do it right, but bring us in to make it work. I like that. And, you know, as you were describing that and I was listening, um, again, we talk about the seven value drivers for a business and the probably, and, and this is based on what private equity groups are looking for when they're looking at a company. And these are professional buyers, so to speak. And the number one, the most, probably the most important one is your management team, right? That's the biggest value driver. Warren Buffett, for example, uh, I remember years ago, he said that the most important aspect of a business are its people. That's what he's looking at, right? And so when he goes to look at a company that he's considering buying, yeah, he looks at all the numbers and all that good stuff. And do they have a moat around their business? He's known for saying that, but he's more interested in the management team. Mm -hmm. That's what he's interested in. And we right. talk more about the seven value drivers. Uh, I'm going to tell you real quick about uh, a webinar that we do. You can go to finishingbig.net forward slash webinar, that's finishingbig.net, not .com, finishingbig.net forward slash webinar for, uh, to register and you'll get some free information also when you register about uh, value drivers that I just mentioned. Now, for more information for Sue, uh, if you want to get more information from Sue, I highly recommend you, you do one of the assessments, go to www.strategictalentmg mt.com let me repeat that that's www.strategictalentmgmt.com and look guys go there now while it's fresh on your mind because you're going to get busy with work and everything and start putting out fires go to that site look at what they have get in touch with sue and she can certainly help you uh, get guided down the right path anything else you want to add sue well, I think another key part of this whole process and in, in succession in particular is, is not only knowing who your people are, but communicating with them along the way. Um, the worst thing that can happen is, is you put together all these great plans about how you're going to exit your company 
and then you spring it on your team at the last minute and they scatter like rats. <laughs> and, um, so part of the process in working with us is, is developing that plan with your people you know, get all the legalities, get all the finances squared away, but also make sure you have your people lined up so that the, the ones that are really essential to continuing your legacy are still going to be there when you go. And let me add to that, if I may. <clears throat> when they catch wind that you're thinking about retiring <laughs> or selling, uh, they're, they're, they're getting their resumes out the door. They're, you know, they're, they're looking for new work. They're going to be talking to competitors and, and, and so on and so forth. So how do you get around that? Well, there's something called a stay bonus. A stay bonus will get them to stick around, whether you're, you're, you're selling to key management or you're selling to a third party, it gets them to stick around. They're going to want to stick around and stay throughout the transition. And that's something we have, in, we touch on that in the webinar. So uh, it's very important though that, like Sue says, you communicate with your people. Yeah, I'm selling the company or I'm bowing out, whatever the case may be. Oh, but by the way, you're gonna wanna stick around because we're gonna have a stay bonus in place and you're gonna love it. Okay, so again, check out Sue's site. Go to www.strategic, uh, strategic, talentmgmt.com and uh, check out their site and get in touch with Sue. Hey Sue, again, thank you so much for your time. This has been very informative. And, and, and folks watching, please take advantage of, uh, uh, of this information and we'll talk with everybody soon. Hello everybody, this is Scott Martin and welcome to the Finishing Big podcast. And today is uh, March 13th, 2020. Happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody out there. And most likely you're, you're cooped up right now because of the coronavirus. And I wanna talk to you business owners about this. In particular, we're gonna talk about the SBA disaster assistance uh, that the uh, president signed uh, to help small business owners to overcome the challenges that they're faced with, such as making payroll and paying debts and things like this. So you're gonna need a, a pen and a piece of paper and take some notes because I'm gonna be giving you some information about these SBA loans that can certainly help you. And forgive me if it sounds like I'm reading, but I'm actually on their website and I'm actually gonna read some of what's on there. So the US Small Business Administration, we're all familiar with them, is offering, offering designated states and territories low-interest federal disaster loans for working capital, and it's going to be for small businesses uh, suffering uh, from this economic injury from the uh, coronavirus. And there's only certain states, and you're going to need to uh, go online to figure out if you're one of if your state's impacted. That's on the list. <clears throat> so. You, um, any such economic injury disaster loan assistance declaration issued by the SBA makes loans available to small businesses and private, and by the way, nonprofit organizations in designated areas of a state or territory to help alleviate economic injury caused by coronavirus or COVID-19. And this is all being coordinated with the state or territory's governors 
and all of that. So once the declaration is made for designated area within a state, the information on the application process for the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Assistance is going to be made available to all affected communities as well as updated on their website. And here's, write this down. You need to go to www.sba.gov forward slash disaster. Again, that's sba.gov forward slash disaster. Let me give you some of the details. The SBA's economic injury disaster loans, they're going to offer up to $2 million in assistance, and that can help you to keep the doors open. These loans may be used to pay fixed debts, could use it for payroll, accounts payable, and other bills that can't be paid because of this disaster that's been going on. The interest rates for small businesses is 3.75%. That's 3.75%. And the SBA offers loans with long-term repayments in order to keep payments affordable. Up to Check this out. Up to a, a maximum of 30 years. That's amazing. Terms are determined on a case-by-case basis based upon each borrower's ability to repay. Naturally, you're going to have to go through that process on the loan application. So you need to be looking into this. I'm also going to give you a a phone number. Write this down, please. It's 1-800-659-2955. That's for the SBA Disaster Assistance Customer Service Center. Again, 1-800-659-2955. Please look into this if if you feel that this is something that could help you in your business. And it doesn't hurt to apply if you're eligible. And I would also say this. Let your employees know that you're doing this. And your vendors, your suppliers your clients, your customers, whoever is remotely involved with your business. Let them know what's going on. Don't keep this a secret. It's okay to get a loan. You probably got a loan when you started your business years ago. Okay, so now you need another loan. It's okay. The economy will eventually turn around. We don't know when it's going to happen. More than likely, we're heading into a recession. But the research shows that this hit us so quickly, so fast, so hard, that usually when something like this happens, the recovery happens uh, very quickly as well. Quickly, who knows what that is. could be a couple months. It could be a year or two. But in the grand scheme of things, it's a short period of time. Some of you were probably thinking about eventually exiting your business, and now you got to put that on hold. Well, I understand, and we're here to help you with that. This is a great time for you to reassess your company. Take a look at the people who are in certain key positions. Are they in the right position? If not, maybe have uh, another look at that. Also take a look at your business plan. Maybe it's time to reassess your business plan. These are things that you can start working on right now. We have information about value drivers. What are the seven key value drivers that you should be working on? If you're interested in knowing what those are and get a free report from me, I'll be happy to send that to you. And all you need to do is email us at scott.martin 
at finishingbig.com and put in the subject line, please send me the free value driver report. Again, that's scott.martin at finishingbig.com. Put in the subject line, please send me the free value driver report. And we'll get that out to you. And you can start working on those value drivers while you have some downtime. So please, communicate with your key people that I mentioned earlier. Communicate often and take advantage of technology. I'm using Zoom to have client meetings. And uh, it's a wonderful tool to use. And uh, you can certainly look into that. There's other uh, technologies you can use uh, that are similar to Zoom, like uh, GoToMeeting, things like that. But look into using some of this technology so that you can stay connected with your people. All right, guys, this is a short podcast. I just wanted to reach out to you. I'm here to help you guys out. You now have my email address. If you have any questions besides what we talked about, let me know. All right, so keep the faith. You know, we've been through things similar to this before. Uh, Things will turn around. They will get better. Take care of yourself. Um, Don't be at risk. And let's not spread this any more than it's already spread. So God bless all of you. And hang in there. Bye now.